right, we're going to read verses 105 to 120 together, okay? That is, I'll read them, and you can read them as I read them. You can read them to yourself, all right? 105 says this, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn, and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. Accept, I beseech thee, the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. <clears throat> Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross, therefore I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for, uh, for your grace and mercy to us. Thank you for Jesus, for the salvation you've given to us. Thank you for the power of the Word of God in our lives. Thank you for each and every person here and the people who are listening in who are sick and uh, can't be here. Thank you for them. Thank you for each and every person. Lord, you see the hearts. Uh, you try the reins. Lord, you know each person. And I thank you for the desire that each person has uh, to know you, to walk with you. I thank you for what, uh, what work you're doing in each person's heart here today. Lord, I pray that for this class and the other Sunday school classes that your, your will uh, would be done in the lesson, that your uh, word would be explained, that uh, each student here and in the other classes would be edified and strengthened and would know you better, would know your will better. Bless our class today, Lord. Guide it. Help each person who's listening to listen with humility and, uh, and your grace. And I pray you give me wisdom to know what to say that each person needs to hear. And so we pray that you'd bless our time and also the service to follow. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> now, last time we talked about Psalm 119, we spent... Uh, most of our time in 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'll read a couple of verses uh, that we read from last week. The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 130, uh, one of you read it, I can't remember who it was. It says, the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. And then Proverbs 6, through 24 say, say uh, when thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee, <clears throat> and when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life 
to keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. It's interesting that the, the reference to the Word of God being light is brought up in connection with women, with strange women, ungodly women. And there's a reason for that, I think. Obviously, there's a reason. But I think that has something to do with how deceptive that trap is to men, is that it is, it is so deceptive, and, and not, only are, not, not, only are, not only are the strange women deceptive, but also the heart and nature of man is, de- is deceived. And the only way that we're going to see through that, you know, is if we have the light of God's Word to shine on our path to see where our own feet are going. Remember, that's what we talked about in Psalm 119, 105. The purpose of the lamp is a, it says, a lamp unto my feet, my feet. So it shows me where I'm going and uh, thereby keeps me from, from uh, danger. And when you talk about uh, the Proverbs 6, the Proverbs 7, the Proverbs 6 woman, the strange woman who flattereth with her tongue, you, uh, you, that's where you really, a man especially, needs that kind of uh, light on his path to keep him from that. Because if, if the Lord just let him go, that path is dark and it leads to very, very uh, miserable places. Miserable places. And uh, so... So we'll move on from there. Let's look at verse 108. Because some of these verses we've already covered, so we won't cover them. For instance, verse 107, I'm afflicted very much, quicken me. We've talked about affliction. We've talked about quickening on a, as a theme, so we won't, we won't cover those again. But I want to look at 108 and spend some time in 108 and hopefully get into the next set in just a minute. 108 says, Except I beseech thee the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. This verse is the very last mention in the Bible of a free will offering. But what you see here, what you see here is not an offering like a free will offering. Of course, there were in, in Leviticus and in other parts of the law, there, there, were, there are mentions of free will offerings. And those were offerings. There were offerings in Israel under the law. There were offerings that were required, like there were daily offerings that were required, peace offerings and, and sin offerings and trespass offerings. And under certain circumstances, they were required, such that if a person refused to bring that offering, it was a sin. It was, a, it was, it was actually an act of rebellion. A free will offering is not that. A free will offering, like the name denotes, was an offering that was, that was done freely, without coercion, without commandment. In other words, the Lord provided in the law a means such that a person whose heart led them to express their gratitude or express their thanksgiving to God, there was a, the Lord provided a, a structure, a means, a method to express that within his plan, within the law. And in that time, it was, there were different animals and things that could be brought as a sacrifice, sometimes even different kinds of food and such that God allowed. And he said, all right, if you want to bring a free will offering, this is the way to do it. And that reminds us of something. We'll see that in just a little bit more about this in just a minute. That just because we want to do something to God, for God, doesn't mean it's acceptable. 
In other words, just because we have, a, we have a, a, an idea or, or something that from our heart we think, well, I want to do this for the Lord. This is voluntary. This is from my heart. Like, like the Bible says of, of offerings. Remember in uh, 2 Corinthians, it talks about giving not grudgingly or of necessity for God loveth the cheerful giver. But that doesn't, just because God loves a cheerful giver doesn't mean that every gift is acceptable. God is not obligated to take our gifts and accept them Regardless, just because we do it freely. See, sometimes we get this idea in our mind that God is somehow duty-bound to accept whatever we, we graciously bestow upon Him. No, under the law, there were free will offerings, but even those offerings had certain, there was a, there was a method, there was a requirement, and there were certain things that had to, be, had to be right. And then God would accept it when a person gave it freely. And that's the way it is now. God hasn't changed. See, in modern Christianity, the idea that is no one ever says it. Of course, no one ever says things like this, but it is, it's implicit that anything that we want to do for God is okay. And that's not true. That's not true. You remember when they, uh, just as, as, as an example, you remember when they... Uh, they built a brand new cart to carry the Ark of the Covenant on. That's a, this is the prime, this is the go-to example. They, want, they built a brand new cart to put the Ark of the Covenant on, and they wanted to transport the Ark of the Covenant. They did that, no doubt, freely. They did it because they wanted to do the right thing, because they wanted to serve God. And I mean, they did something new, say, look, look, Lord, this made this cart just for the Ark of the Covenant. And their motives might have been pure, but their method was wrong. It was not God's prescribed method. And we know what happened with that. They put it on the cart, and as a result, someone lost their life over, over that matter. And then they realized, oh no, we're not doing it the way God said, which is the priests to carry the Ark of the Covenant. And that's just one example of that. So we, we just, you know, and a good example of this is in music. You know, people think, well, if I'm praising God, it's fine. No matter what, just carte blanche. Whatever I, however I want to do it, it's perfectly fine. No, no, it's not that way. It must be done according to God's word and with the right motive. And then there, on the other, in the other ditch, there are people that, that do it the right way but have impure and wicked motives. That's the other ditch. <laughs> Everything's just, just, just so according to the rules, but their motive is not, is not, is not from, from a heart of thanksgiving to God. And, but of course, God sees that too. So let's look at, um, look at a couple of verses that deal with this because this is a special offering in, in verse 108. The free will offerings of my mouth. So this is not referring to an offering prescribed in the law where, where there was a lamb or goat or whatever the animal was. This is an offering of the mouth, okay? This is a different kind of offering altogether. Let's look at a few verses. Look at, first of all, in Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13, verse 15. says this,
second. Hebrews 13, verse 15 says, By him, therefore, by him, therefore, by whom? By whom? Verse 13, let us, let us go, therefore, let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp bearing his reproach. Who is him? Who is him? We keep on going up, up there, verse 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. It talks about the high priest. Verse 12, wherefore Jesus also. Verse 13, let us go, therefore, go forth therefore unto him. Verse 15, by him. That's, that's how you establish the context of who's being spoken of. And in verse 15, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. So this is a special sacrifice. <clears throat> now in the New Testament, there are, there are no sacrifices. In the New Testament, you know, we have the Old Testament, there were five different kinds of sacrifices and there were different kinds of animals that were permitted to be sacrificed in a certain way they must be sacrificed. There had to be a, a, an altar where they could be sacrificed and that's one problem with Judaism to this day is you have all these things in the law that they, that they say that they believe but they have no place to perform these sacrifices. And that's one of the, one of the uh, Achilles heels of Judaism that, that demonstrates that it is not... It, it, that. The Lord has moved on from that, from that sacrificial system. And that's what the Jews haven't understood in, in Judaism. So in the Old Testament, there were these prescribed sacrifices, but in the New Testament, you do not see that. There are no sacrifices. Jesus is the sacrifice. And that's done. That's done. He did it once for all forever. But in the New Testament, just like we read in Psalm 119, 108, what you have is the Lord borrows the language of sacrifices to refer to a different kind of sacrifice. And that sacrifice, that special kind of sacrifice, is in the New Testament. And that is the sacrifice, the free will offering of the mouth. All right? Look what it says here. That's what's being spoken of in verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. This is one of the New Testament sacrifices. Jesus is the first sacrifice. He is, he, the, Lord, the Lord Jesus is, is equivalent or the, or the, the uh, antitype, they call it, the thing that the type in the Old Testament represents. He is the antitype of the burnt offering and the Day of Atonement, which was a sacrifice. Jesus is the one sacrifice that all those things pictured. You all know that, all right? But here you have a sacrifice of the lips giving praise to God, giving thanks to His name. But notice how it starts in verse 15. By Him, therefore. You see that? By Jesus, let us offer praise. By Jesus. You see, God doesn't accept all praise. He says, by him let us offer praise. The kind of praise, the only praise that God accepts is the praise that is given by means of Christ. You know, that's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 
anyone that, try, that attempts to come to God, the Creator, outside of Christ, just like we talked about the door. Remember last Sunday we talked about the door and we talked about the shepherd. If you do not do it by Jesus Christ, it is not acceptable. This is why we say that Jews that practice Judaism and do not acknowledge the Son of God and people in Islam or people in false cults that do not acknowledge who Jesus is. That's why we could say without any question according to the Bible that God does not accept their service to Him. Well, that's a mean thing to say. See, in our day, in our day that, that, that sounds really unpleasant to hear because we have been brainwashed in Christianity to think that God has to accept everything that anybody throws at Him, no matter what it is. <laughs> we just take, we take our junk and we throw it to God's feet and say, here, God, you can use it. Let, let not that be said of our church. Like when we have something and we, 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 buy, we, buy, we buy something brand spanking new to put in our house, and we do, we, do, we do not skimp at all. We buy the nicest thing that they have at Lowe's or whatever to put in our house. And then when, we, when we've used it and we've abused it and it's well used and we want to replace it with something else brand new, then we give it to the church. And it's like, God, you have to take it. Well, hold on. God in the law was not the principle always that God... God said, well, the first fruits, that is the first part, the top. In other words, not skimping for him. What's wrong with that, right? What's wrong with saying we need to do something? Let's, do, let's, let's give what I would do and will do. I'm not criticizing you buying a nice refrigerator or you a nice whatever car or whatever. Of course, do it. If you can, do it. But you can't, you can't buy a, a brand new car for yourself, wait till it's 20 years old, and then give it to the church. What would be best is, if you want to do that, do that, but get, get the best for the church too. I mean, there's limits and reason to this, but, but here's the thing. This is the kind of offering that is prescribed to give God the best. To give God the best. He says, let's look at a couple other verses. Look at back at the Psalms, Psalm number... Um, 54. Verse number 6. Notice what it says. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. You see, in the Old Testament, that sacrifice, that free will offering, was a tangible expression of gratitude. Now, in the New Testament, as I said, we don't have that sacrifice, any sacrifices like that. So the, 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 the sacrifice that we give is praise to God. And here's what that means. That means we, by ourselves, talk to God, give God thanks, and praise God alone. Listen. If our religion is only what other people see, it is puny indeed. 
This is the praise and thanksgiving we're talking about here is done in private primarily. And then sometimes we have opportunities to give thanks to God and, and praise to God and speak with our voice as a, as a free will offering to God in the presence of his people. And that's also acceptable. But you can't do it in, in, in the presence of other people and not do it in private. That is not acceptable because that is hypocrisy. See, all that we do publicly in our service to God must grow out of what we do privately. That's what's acceptable to God. Not to make a big show of it, but to start private and then glorify God publicly. Look at uh, Psalm 27. I know we're jumping around a little bit, but that's okay. Psalm 27. Verse number 6. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. Notice, I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Listen, just while we're on the subject, let's remember that when we have the song service, you get out of the song service just exactly what you put into the song service. If your heart is not in the songs that you are singing with your lips, the song service is not going to be meaningful to you. But see, we're talking about free sacrifices that are expression of the will. I don't have to do this, Lord. I want to do it. And you know what? When we give a, when we give a free will offering to God, which is praise, which is thanksgiving to God, what that does is that precludes that precludes insincerity. We can't force people to give thanks to God and praise to God. We can't do that. But see, when God says, if you want to give, a, if you want to give an offering of praise and thanksgiving to me, you do it at your own will freely. Then when we do it, it's sincere. It comes from the heart because there's no coercion. Look at Jeremiah, if you would, 17. Verse number 26. And they shall come from the cities of Judah and from the places round about Jerusalem and from the land of Benjamin and from the plain and from the mountains and from the south, bringing burnt offerings and sacrifices and meat offerings and incense and bringing sacrifices, notice the connection, of praise unto the house of the Lord. Now, if you would go back to Hebrews, Hebrews 13, because I, I stopped it at verse uh, 16, uh, rather verse 15, but I want to read verse 16. So in the New Testament, borrowing the language and the pattern of the Old Testament where a, an actual offering was prescribed in the temple, in the tabernacle, on the altar, altar burnt offering, borrowing that language, the Lord says, you, this is the pattern for giving thanks to God. It is a free will offering. No one coerces it. It comes up. It bubbles up out of your heart, right? Do you, do you, do you give God thanks? 
do you, do you give God thanks and praise God for who he is and what he does for you? When's the last time you've done that privately? It's an important question. But there's another sacrifice we find in the New Testament. Verse 16. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices God is well pleased. What's he talking about communicating? Communicating. We're not talking about sending emails here or making phone calls. This is talking about giving money to people. Look at what the verse says. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Number one, that is a sacrifice. Number two, it is a free will offering. Number three, God is pleased with it. That means when we, when we give to someone who is in need, primarily in our church, but also outside, because that's, that's the context, when we do that of our own free will, all of, us, all of us should know how to do the Baptist handshake. Does everybody know what that is? I've been the recipient of a lot of Baptist handshakes in my life as a missionary. You put money in your palm and you shake the person's hand. You don't, you don't take the money back. You leave it in their hand. That's kind of the idea. <laughs> Look, God is pleased. That is a sacrifice that God sees. It is voluntary, and God is pleased with it. See, this, this should be our rule for all of us as individuals and for us as a church, a rule of abundance, of liberality, and a rule of, of uh, uh, trying to find the right word, but where, we, where, where we're abundant in our giving to other people. That's the rule as, as we have means. Look at Philippians, if you would. Chapter 4. In this context is a missionary that this church in Philippi had given money to. Paul's the missionary. In verse 18, he says, But I have all and abound. I am full having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell. Notice what it says. A sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. They were not, this church was not obligated to send, I mean, they, they, this wasn't just a duty. This was a free will gift to Paul. They supported him. They helped him. They sent him money. Number one, God is well-pleased. That's what the verse says. When we help missionaries with money, God is pleased. God is pleased with that. But it is something we do voluntarily. This is one of the three sacrifices in the New Testament. One is praise. One is giving to those who have need. The third is giving to missionaries. In all three cases, God says this is the praise. Now, we call this an offering box, right? We call it an offering box. But really, in the New Testament, these are the, when we talk about offerings, 
We call it that, even though that's not really New Testament terminology. New Testament, almost every time in the New Testament that there's a money taken up or there's something like that, it's, uh, it's called a collection or a gathering. But why do we call this an offering? You know why? Because of these verses. Because borrowing the language of the Old Testament, when we give to the Lord and then through this goes to people who have need, through this goes to the ministry of the church, through this goes to the missionaries, or whatever the case might be, when we give it to the Lord, that is a sacrifice, an offering, like the Old Testament sacrifices that God is well pleased with. So here's the principles I want you to learn and I want us to remember. Number one, our praise and thanksgiving to God must be acceptable to Him. In other words, it must be according to His his word and His law. All right? And in accordance with His will, on His terms. Number two, the sacrifice, whatever it might be, whether it's praise, whether it's money, whatever the case might be, must be done from the heart, free will. Without coercion, whether it's social coercion or religious pressure, it is a spontaneous response of the heart to God. So it is sincere. That's what we need to remember when we talk about these offerings. Technically, a collection. That's what the old, the old Baptists used to call it, a coll- the collection. But we call it offerings in reference to that. It should always come from our heart. And you know what? If we, if we want to give, if we have a mind to give an offering or, or if we feel obligated, sometimes we feel obligated to give an offering, you know? Or we feel obligated to say something in praise to God because other people are doing whatever. You know, the way to deal with that is not to say, well, I'm just not going to do it because my heart ain't in it. No, the way to do it is say, Lord, help me have the right heart. Help me give this with the right attitude. Help me do this voluntarily, freely, springing out of my heart. You know, God can fix our heart if our heart's not right. We don't just throw it all away because our heart isn't right. We ask God to help, help our heart to be right so that we can go forward and do it in a way that is well-pleasing to Him. That makes sense? All right, let's pray.